And I thank him so much for joining us uh, this afternoon, and of course this evening, is the man himself, Peter Edmondson. Hello. Hello, Peter. Peter, how are you doing? So glad you could join us. Really, Thanks for uh, having me, uh, John fantastic. and Jeff. The I've sound been looking is forward to this for a long time. Yep, yep. it's a delay. Yeah, you have to. You'll have to turn off the sound that's on your um, on your Facebook uh, if you're if you have it up on Facebook uh, to mute that. That way, you don't get the echo in there. But then, um, and just kind of watch the B live. Yeah, I don't have the Facebook, but I will. Okay. Um, okay. Will, yeah, there's uh, a little bit of a delay. Yep. Yeah, there's so always a I small delay. So it's, it's my fault that there is this uh, confusion with the time because uh, here it's uh, almost 10 past 10 p.m. So uh, wow. it's night. It's a good yep. night here. No problem at all. No problem I'm at really all. really glad that you stayed up for us tonight. <laughs> well, I'm not going to bed in a few hours. So I hope that we will have a nice uh, conversation about uh, a certain island. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, like I have to ask you, um, even though everybody saw the clip and we're all fantastic members uh, of this show, of all the things you had to connect with, Peter, how in the world did you connect Shakespeare's writings to the code to Oak Island? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well... I wish that uh, I could say that I did this and I did that, but of course it was not uh, like that at all because uh, from the 1930s there has been this theory that Shakespeare has been connected with Oak Island. And I watched a video with Mark Finnan, whom we, we saw in this video clip that you had, and mm. he talked about this theory, which I then thought was a little bit crazy, I must admit, <laughs> but in the same video, I also saw Fred Nolan describing his cross, and mm -hmm. immediately I, I noticed the possibility that this could be part of the tree of life. And uh, about six months later, I was working with Shakespeare, and I saw that uh, there was this possible Rosicrucian connection with Shakespeare. And I knew that mm -hmm. um, the Rosicrucians were uh, uh, into the Kabbalah. Mm -hmm. And then it began to be less crazy. So I was uh, connecting the dots, more or less. I, I did not discover the, the Shakespearean connection at all, but I helped to build a bridge between Shakespeare's writings and the island and also trying to pinpoint where we should uh, focus our attention. Right. And uh, also, when you were on the show, Peter, did you, I mean, they just showed us, us you remember flipping that one rock, that, that boulder that was flat on one side, it was about two foot around, now, did you find every boulder at every point all the way around on Mercy's Point on the show? Thank you, Peter. No, uh, we were looking in two places. We were looking at the kingdom Sephiroth. Sephiroth are those 
10 points of the tree of life so one is a sephirah so we were looking at the kingdom sephirah and also the victory sephirah and these were the two points we were allowed to look at and we also got hold of a boat so we went into the swamp and we we tried to pierce the mercy sephirah as well and this was in 2003 so when you Correct. look at this clip then they mentioned 2013 but i was there 10 years earlier wow okay. i didn't well. know that wow okay so now the the Kingdom Rock, just for the um, for the some of the, the chat we have out here, some of the viewers, the Kingdom Rock was the one at the very bottom, right, and the very middle and the bottom of the uh, Tree of Life. Is that correct? That's correct. The, the far, the lowest point of, uh, mm-hmm. or the first point, depending on how we count it. If you count it from the top down, or if you count it from the bottom up, there are two mm-hmm. separate ways of counting uh, okay. this Tree of Life. So I, I look at it as the bottom because it's so connected with the cross. It is a beautiful way of joining Christianity and uh, Judaism because ah. you you have this. This Christian cross, but you also have this very Jewish, uh, Kabbalistic symbol. Mm-hmm. And you said, what was the other rock that you were looking for? The, the name it's of the, the other one? It's uh, to, the, to the immediate right of kingdom, if you look up the stem. Okay, all right. I'm just so throwing up a couple of On this, uh, this uh, picture that you uh, have uh, brought up, then there is a Star of David at the victory point. Ah, okay. So the mercy point is one up, one to the right from from the star. Okay, so it'd be the next one up, the middle one is the, the mercy one point. Mercy, yes. Yeah, okay. So the next one up, the the right side, and that bottom one is the victory. Right. So, okay, you're right. Okay, nice to see. Wow. And you were able to find the victory? That, that one was in the water, was it not? It was uh, covered... Uh, mostly in water and had mm. some moss on on top of it but mm. um i have seen pictures of it taken later because daniel ronstam and the swede and um Rick and i think it was um one more of of the guys they were out uh, looking for it and they found it and they took nice pictures of it and and it's uh, it's a beautiful stone, all flat on one side and rounded on the other. It's not a yeah. perfect mirror image of the Kingdom Stone, but they are quite similar. Yeah, because I noticed on the show too that they had mentioned that the Kingdom Stone. Um, you know, uh, I think it was Rick was even talking about the fact that you know sometimes the stones would crack and they would give you that flat surface. But if that were the case, then where's the other half of it? Yeah, and it was exactly. not there in that spot. Yeah, we were looking at the the surroundings of the kingdom stone, mm-hmm. the the one that you see there. We we got uh, a backhoe and we were digging in a diameter about three meters around and much mm-hmm. deeper to, to see if we could find the other part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what stone was this, Peter? The one I got showing right now. This is and the what, kingdom stone. That's so the kingdom from stone from the okay. 2013 production, I think. Okay. Already, just to show the members what we're talking about. Yeah. 
Now that stone too, did you, you found that I saw you, you poured some water on it and you found an actual indentation in the stone on the flat side. And there was actually like a triangle there. Was there not? Yes, but it's those uh, granite rocks, they are quite brittle. So it's, it's very difficult to determine whether this was man-made or just something that we formation. Uh, hope to find if it is uh, confirmation bias that rules this. I, I, I'm not sure. Okay. But, uh, in uh, 2003, we thought we, we saw it. And in 2013, it was not that obvious. So um, I'm, I wouldn't put too much faith in those uh, okay. dots. But they are interesting. They, they add to, uh, to the mystery somehow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. right. And uh, we had a big discussion, Peter, here on uh, Fred Nolan's headstone that's driving everybody crazy. Mm -hmm. What is your interpretation of this headstone and how it's facing and why Fred Nolan never protected it? It's just out in the elements, getting deteriorated uh, weekly. And um, what was your determination of this headstone? Thank you, Peter. He had put a small bit of a piece, a plank of wood on top of the dagger. That okay. was his protection of it. So he had he had tried to to protect that part. Oh. So when we came by in two thousand three, it had a small piece of wood with a, a small stone just to keep it in place to to protect it. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, my interpretation, I, I I can't use it for for the tree of life because what made me think of the tree of life originally when I watched this yep. uh, ANE video in about 2000, I I don't think, remember exactly when I watched it. Um, it was the lack of the stone at the juncture in the in the cross because uh, had there been one, then I may not have thought of the tree of life, but it's because there was no stone there. I was thinking that it could be a tree of life since we had this, this stone that is called the cone D further down the stem. Yep. And I should have downloaded the correct tree of life, Peter, but I'm sorry. Yeah, this one that they used in the show has a red dot at the crossing, but that is incorrect. Ah. So in the tree of life, there is no dot there, but there is a hidden one further down the stem that is called Dath, D-A-A-T-H, which is a, an invisible uh, sephira. And many believe that that is the correct uh, uh, point X, but uh, I have not found support for it. I, I can see the logic in it, but yeah. for me to work, uh, work out... Uh, and ultimate point X, I would need to have support from the first folio. And the first folio gives me lots of support for mercy, but nothing for death. Right. So all these things that the show's been doing for the past seven years now that you haven't been on, all these seismic testing, all these satellite images showing tunnels, showing not tunnels. What is your perspective on that type of uh, information? I think it's a part of an elimination. Yeah, okay. I think yeah. that there could be tunnels because I I suspect that 
the swamp is some kind of um, uh, water seal like you would find in uh, in a sink or a, a toilet that will keep um, uh, people from from getting access to a tunnel. So I really uh, I speculate. I have no support for this in in right. the book, but I think that ideally what I would find was an entrance that went down into the Mercy Point and then into the Drumlin near the top of the Tree of Life into uh, somewhere in the dry part of uh, the island. So right. I seismic uh, investigations would be very yep. handy if they could locate this tunnel, but I don't think they, they have done this. So no. maybe this is just incorrect. No. Peter, I want to show you, my members are fantastic, Peter. They come up with things I would never can do. And when I see them, I just got an aha moment. I'll mention this member's name. I don't have his name right now, but I want you to watch this video that he made. Uh, Cause I know you don't see a lot of things on my group. It's the construction of Oak Island. And I want you to watch this with us. And, um, Tell me what you think. Okay, ready, Peter? Yep. It was fantastic. I mean, I, wow. I just said, wow. That's all. Here we go. I'd like to say that this is just a theory of the construction of Oak Island, but I have not yet seen any mention of this theory, so I thought I'd take a stab at it. Everyone watching this probably knows of the money pit. This was most likely started from the top, and it's possible five to ten people digging down with picks and shovels and ladders, and five to ten more at the top using ropes and pulleys, could dig down to about 140 feet within several months. Every ten feet, small platforms would be put in place, possibly two or three of the wooden logs, to make ledges where the ladders could zigzag down deeper. Linda, can you find out those videos? I'll return Number to the name, building of the money pit in a little a bit, shadow. but I believe there are extensive tunnels and chambers beneath the island, and to construct those would not have been done from this hole. So work probably did not start here. One main theory is that Oak Island was actually two islands to begin with. Right now, a swamp resides where the separation was, and I believe Fred Nolan was correct when he said the swamp was the key. In the separation, two or three ships anchored there. Whether one or all held treasure, I'm not sure. But a stone dock was most likely built first. The treasure was either offloaded and sheltered, or it was left on the ships. Next begins the joining of the islands. Large stones were dropped at either end of the separation, going from the shore of one island to the shore of the other. Start with a large stone wall first, and then add increasingly smaller stones until the walls are sturdy enough to keep the seawater back. From here, you need to drain the seawater from the center of the separation. I'm not sure how. Maybe they siphon, or maybe they use bellows or something. But the water is drained and the ships get lowered to the bottom. From here, you would support your stone barriers further, probably with clay. Now you have the ability to dig sideways at a sloping angle into the sides of the islands. 
and tunnels can be dug much faster mark, with wheelbarrows or carts than with hauling dirt up with buckets. The ships could be deconstructed and the wood could be used to help support tunneling and create walkways in the moist dirt. More wood could be obtained from the island's oak trees. The dirt removed from the tunnels is then placed against the stone walls, a sort of backfilling. Once the tunnels are finished, there is more than likely enough dirt to fill almost all of the separation between the two islands. The treasures are placed inside and the entrances are sealed. It wouldn't take long for rain to fill the separation with water and eventually become the swamp it is today. Back to the money pit. Once they reach 100 feet or finish down to about 140 feet, the complex booby trap is constructed. At least one smaller side tunnel is dug at a slightly upward slope. After a sufficient distance, a large chamber is dug out. This chamber will make connecting from the shore easier. At the 90-foot mark, the first log platform is created, with a cutout in the center to fit the stone that was found there. The platform is sealed on the bottom with clay to make it as airtight as possible. Once that is done, stone is placed, the corking trap is set. Dirt is placed over the platform and the process of laying down log platforms and backfilling with dirt begins, using the dirt left over from digging the hole and chamber. From the shore, box drains are created. Perhaps trenches are made first, heading towards the booby trap chamber. Once the trenches are too deep, tunneling might have happened. In either case, it would have to be at the right depth and direction to connect to anywhere on the chamber. Once connected, the trap is done. Pulling the stone out is like releasing a clog from a drain. Seawater will rush in and will fill up the hole to sea level. And that's it. The work is done. But I have one problem with the money pit. It's what the young men found in 1785. A rope and pulley from the oak tree, hanging over a round depression in the ground. Would you really spend years, perhaps decades, creating an elaborate hiding place for your treasure, only to leave behind some evidence that screams, hey, look over here? That really makes me think that the money pit is just a very elaborate ruse. A decoy, one that would make seekers spend their lifetime trying to get at and die unsuccessful. When really, the treasure was placed in the tunnels on the west side of the swamp, under the bigger of the original two islands. I wonder what Fred Nolan thought, and why he said the swamp was the key. Very interesting. Uh, I subscribe to a lot of it, but not all. I would adjust a few things, but uh, mostly we agree. Yep. Yeah, I said, well, oh my God, I, I got to shoot. I could uh, elaborate a little bit on what I would have done differently. Because um, back in the days, the sea level was lower. So I don't believe that there were two islands, but I believe that there was a bay into the swamp. If you look at the island from, from a helicopter, you will see that it, it curves like this uh, naturally and that the beach in front of the swamp has much uh, smaller uh, cobblestone and it's they are much cleaner than the rest of of the island and i think that it was this bay and i think that they had this uh, landing place 
uh, and I also think that they it was backfilled. I think that they used clay from the clay mine in, near the Nolan Cottage to, mm-hmm. to seal it, and then the backfilling from the tunnels that, that they had. And I also believe that the the monopit is a ruse, something that would create attraction, and you would need to be a thinking person to to solve the mystery. It wouldn't be as easy just to dig down and then right. find the treasure. You would need to have the experience and the knowledge to be able to uh, handle the treasure with care or if you if you were going for it because um when you, when you have a theory about what it could be at least if you have my theory then mm-hmm. you become a little bit hesitant to go for it because i have grown to to think that it wouldn't be wise to find the treasure that i theorize be there because i i i just see problems uh, arising from such a discovery and uh, can you tell? I know what it is. So, but can you tell your members what you think it is? Yes, I think, uh, of course, the, the Shakespeare part of it serves as a treasure map, and I think that the treasure contains manuscripts by Shakespeare. But those are not the important parts of the the treasure. I think that the important part is that. The island uh, is a temple, and the cross, Nolan's cross, is a templum, which uh, is a Latin word that uh, evolved into uh, a temple. But a templum is a geometric layout. It's not a building. Right. And that people in possession of Templar artifacts from the temple that was destroyed in Jerusalem in the year 70 AD mm-hmm. uh, through a long journey landed on Oak Island and was uh, put in this new resting place, this new temple on this island. And perhaps this is where they should be able to rest forever because if they find artifacts that belong to the temple, I I cannot uh, see how the peace in the Middle East can be kept because I'm sure that there will be some people who would see this as a sign from God that now would be the time to create a new temple. Mm -hmm. And if the only place for this new temple would be where uh, Golden Dome of the Rock uh, mosques then it, it spells war and uh, I, I think it's better to, to uh, imagine a wonderful treasure and uh, having crazy ideas about yeah. what it could be and, and, and remain crazy instead of being a genius but it resulted in war I hear you let me show you like I mentioned before I'll show you an updated picture of uh, where they're digging in the swamp, Peter. I'll put it up now. There's one picture. Yep, and this is way over to the, this would be the eastern side of the swamp, down in the bottom of the triangle, um, 
well off the area of the um the tree it's of life point uh, i think but to the to the left in the picture you are getting closer to it but it's, it's difficult yes. to get the scale if i could see the whole triangle triangle oh, shape then it would be he has another one i got another one but i couldn't get a i wanted a oh. complete triangle of the new dig but i couldn't get it on a screenshot because the drone never gave oh. us a full shot of it this guy flies a drone over oak island peter every month and um this was september uh, 13th of this this year this month let me show you another picture here let me see if i don't let's see here is this the, that's the same one or is that a different one no, that's a different one. Right. That's a okay. different angle. It's the same basic area, but a different angle from it. That's looking, instead of looking from the seaward side, now you're looking from the, basically the Mercy Point side, looking back at the, toward the seaward side. That's correct. Mm -hmm. So what I would expect uh, they would find in the uppermost hole would be clay to seal the wall so that it would keep the fresh water. Mm -hmm. Now it's interesting that you mentioned that too, because uh, you know I am a believer of the the clay being used as a sealant, and many of our members have too. Uh, matter of fact, there was some that brought it up in chat just a moment ago that we're talking about the. Um, I think Brenda was talking about the blue clay used as a sealant, and that makes absolute sense. So if they were to, as you had mentioned, use the um, use the swamp as the true either entrance to the treasure area or um, be buried under it. Either way, that blue clay would be the area or the thing they use to seal that up for sure. But I don't think they're close to the Mercy Point over here. They got to go a lot no, higher on the point of the mm -hmm. uh, the swamp. Right. And, and that's something that one of the members had mentioned that also. Why are they not? I, I see it just <laughs> going by here. Okay, where are they not? <clears throat> why are they not digging at the mercy stone yeah. right and they mercy could be now but they just the word that uh, has come up i don't think that there is a mercy stone necessarily it's yeah. it's, it's an area because right if you have uh, solved the riddle then then you know where to look then you you don't need a stone you what you need to do is to drain the swamp mm -hmm. and then look in that spot mm -hmm. yeah Yep, and that's and what we're hoping they will do. <laughs> the, right. edge, the, the landing corresponds with the mercy point, so it should be just down from from the edge where you have this uh, paved area where it stops. Right, and you notice up on top of this picture, Peter, it looks like a mini paved area. You know where the curve of the road is. You'll see a big hole next to the road, hmm. and then just maybe ten feet from there, you'll see a small. I'd say maybe 40 feet long, maybe, or yeah. 35 feet long. You see that's another paved area? Yeah. It's not as big as the one they found near Mercy Point. That that was huge, that other paved area. Mm -hmm. So what do you It'll think of that? We'll find out what they do in uh, in next season. I, I can't wait. I <laughs> <laughs> First you have the election, and then probably uh, you have uh, the new season. It will be uh, quite a fall this year. I hear you. Now, uh, another question I got for you, going back to Oak Island. On your importance of having everything documented, you know, by the ministry, having an archaeologist there to have all this data uh, recorded, 
because from season one, they have found a ton of surface finds, obviously, as you know, and things that need to be documented. Can you give the members a little story on how you were a part of uh, getting this stuff uh, documented? Thank you, Peter. Well, I don't know how instrumental I have been because there was uh, contention, to, uh, to put it mildly. We were uh, using a marine archaeologist to help us when we were there, Wijnan Barkin, Dutch guy. And he was very uh, concerned about what was going on on the island. He, he wanted to protect it. And I think that it's uh, at least it's a Euro- European tradition that you have an archaeologist involved when you are doing digs like that. So, mm-hmm. so I thought that it was a good idea. And I was talking to a politician in Nova Scotia and mm-hmm. she wanted to present a bill of law that would give Oak Island the same protection as the rest of the province because there is a separate uh, law that governs Oak Island. It's, it's a treasure trove right. law instead of uh, the normal uh, special protection uh, law. I, I don't remember the, the correct wording. So many years have passed. But, but what happened was that uh, the producers thought that this law would make it impossible to continue the production of the series Mm -hmm. and so they thought that um, I was some kind of a Judas or a Quisling to use a Norwegian name but what I wanted was just to make sure that uh, everything was uh, as you say documented and Mm -hmm. and done securely properly so so that even the brothers wouldn't get into trouble if they should drill through some priceless uh, relics, then mm. I could uh, point the finger to the archaeologist. Uh, he said it was okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but they, they saw it differently. So uh, I was I was promptly uh, uninvited to the second uh, season because my uh, invitation was to join them in France and Scotland. But uh, from my activity with uh, this uh, archaeology protection law. They uh, said that, that they wouldn't talk to me ever again. Wow. So, um, but then a few seasons passed and then Laird Niven is there. So if perhaps it could have been so that they wanted to show everybody that they did not need any archaeologists. They were mm-hmm. uh, good guys and playing by the book. Uh, and if, if my activity made them eager to show that uh, they would follow all rules then perhaps i i have some credit there but uh, i think it's it's a natural evolution that at some point an archaeologist would show up and i'm very happy that even did show up and i feel much assured because if if you have uh, only one percent of faith in a theory like mine then you have this um, yeah, you you must really do what you can to to protect what is there. If you if you can do right. something to to make sure that everything is is done uh, the right way, and this is what I did, uh, and I, I in one way I, I pay the price because uh, I really 
enjoy the company of the Legina brothers, and mm-hmm. I think it's sad to have lost them as friends. But uh, you got my support, 100%. You got no, John Stemmer's support. And I hope my members and my members will give you all the feedback. Uh, I think you did the right thing. You have my support. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you got the backing of my members also because we yeah. know the whole story from season one. I mean, we get backstories from some people. Some people can't say. But mm-hmm. uh, that was 100% correct, uh, which you did in your, in your part. Uh, how they... Um, sort of you lost a friendship with the Laginas. I wouldn't think that would have happened, but as you said, it happened, it happened, but I wouldn't um, ever think they could have a little separation between that. You know I mean? If you're, dec- if you're um, um, doing everything correctly and by the book, and like you're saying, they find something and they ruin it. Well, the archeologist says we can go another six inches and we don't need the dustpan. Go put go put that fifty ton grabber crane. Just keep on dropping that thing hundred and forty feet. And yeah, uh, who knows if that would happen? I, I did them a favor of sorts that they couldn't appreciate themselves, but uh, well, they they see it differently. But we really had a, a great time in uh, two thousand and thirteen when we did the filming in the mo- in the mornings. Uh, Marty and I were jogging because there is a is an old uh, train track uh, with uh, no uh, there is hmm. uh, no track there anymore, but but uh, it's very easy to 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 run there. So uh, Martin and I were taking morning jogs, talking about Good. everything. And uh, when we left, he he said to us, "Why don't you guys stick around?" So we had excellent uh, connection, but then. Did you go? Up. Did you go to the pub and uh, pub and anchor for a couple of pints or? Yeah, yeah, no. sure. <laughs> yeah. But one thing that is maybe interesting to you is that the war room that they used in the first season was right. not on Oak Island. Ah, the it old in Chester. So it was at the mall in Chester, but they pretended <laughs> it to be on the island. So the old war room was not on the island. It was in no. Chester. The, in the first season. So they were uh, <laughs> driving cars back and forth with uh, these Jolly Roger flags on the car. <laughs> I had this uh, bicycle that I had borrowed from the marine archaeologist. So it yeah. was actually true that I was using it. So when you see me bicycling in the series, that is what happened. But uh, I had been there 10 years prior. That's right. very interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's interesting because I, yeah, it does. It shows you riding the bicycle. But uh, I did want to touch on what John was saying there, too. And the fact that, you know, we talked about Robert Dunfield. We've talked about that on the show here, talking about what Robert Dunfield had done to the island and the destruction that the man did. Um, and even Rick mentioned the fact that he did that because he was so sure he was going to find it. So he wasn't worried about keeping track of everything. But you um, have a passion for keeping things well documented. And we've often talked about that, too. You know, they run a drill down there. What if they drill in there and punch a hole into where those manuscripts are, if they're down there, and all of a sudden now they're ruined? And what a tragedy that would be to to the to, to the preservation of those documents. Um, you know, they they in the one series, and, and John showed that when he 
had the little clip here of when they brought up that little piece of parchment and they, they opened it up on traces of mercury in yes in yes monopid <clears throat> and mercury is the preservation method that was described by sir francis bacon so yes mm -hmm. uh, maybe the manuscripts were uh, in the monopid but i don't think that uh, the temple artifacts were there because it wouldn't fit uh, with the symbols the tree of life and the mercy point that fits beautifully with all the Masonic uh, symbology that you can whip up. Right. And they said the swamp was what? Uh, Dr. Spooner said it was uh, 1220, mm -hmm. the year 1220. It was uh, I think constructed. And I also we have the coconut yeah. fiber, which is 1150. Mm -hmm. And those are only two age-related things we have. Like we have uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Gretchen Cornwell, has been on the show. And she's always very informative on the Templeton side. I mean, she's man magnificent. And um, she says there's many treasures on the island. There's, it could be the Templeton treasure. Mm -hmm. It could be the Francis Bacon treasure, the manuscripts. Um, what's your idea about this member's question? Her name is Judy Forces. She's got this question for you, Peter. Do you think the Templeton treasure is there? And if they find it, how do you think it will affect the world? I guess you already touched on that earlier, how it would affect the world, I guess. I, I, I touch upon it, but there, there are lots of very um, religious people in not just Israel, but also in the United States. And they, mm -hmm. they hope that Jesus will return, the Christian yeah. course, and, and the Jews will hope for the Messiah to come. Uh, and it is all connected to uh, the prophecy of rebuilding the temple. And there is this uh, prophecy about uh, the red heifers. And they need 10 red heifers to show up before the third temple will be, be constructed. And there have been nine kosher red heifers and a few years ago there was this uh, red cow that was a very promising red heifer and um, there was so much political uh, contention then that they decided that uh, that cow had to be slaughtered before it would be a crisis but uh, they they solved it by discovering some white hairs on the animal so it wasn't kosher but when I was in Jerusalem, I was contacted by, by some of these temple uh, enthusiasts. And they mm -hmm. wanted to have semen from Norwegian red cows because then they could hope to get a red heifer to fulfill mm -hmm. the prophecy so that they could, could get the, the, the new temple. So that, that if no the, the menorah from from uh, Herod's temple should yep. show up the showing bread t uh, table or the silver trumpets. I mean, if all hell will not break loose, then that is a miracle. Okay, now these red heifers, this is the first time I've heard this, so you got to educate me a little bit on it. Where are these red heifers? Where did the eight previous or nine previous red heifers all over the world or just in Norway or Jerusalem? Where are these heifers being seen? Well, I don't know exactly when or where, but I know that they were counting them and then okay. they were right. lacking one. And uh, this 
uh, this one uh, promising candidate uh, meant trouble big time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they used the ashes of a slaughtered red heifer to purify for temple service. Okay. All right. Linda, we've got to get Linda on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do some okay. research, Linda, on the red heifers. All right, uh, Peter, we got another member question. Uh, his name is Don Brent. He's always on with us. He supports us 100%. He's asking, Peter, are there references to hidden treasure in any of Shakespeare's works? Any mentions of any other secret islands? Not that I know, not uh, uh, straightforward. So this is um, interpretation. That must be uh, very clear. And it is it, very much connected to the Tempest where uh, this uh, magician Prospero is uh, taking um, a step back, saying farewell to his uh, magic, and he's going to drown his book, certain fathoms in the ground, and and break his stuff, etc. Because um, the the treasure thing is very, uh, very subtle. So um, I think that what you need to, to do to appreciate what I'm saying is to watch the, the documentary films that are free to watch. One of them is found on Vimeo called Sweet Swan of Avon. Okay. Four episodes. It's, it is in Norwegian, but it is uh, subtitled okay. in English. So it, it's possible to follow. It is, it's a very good uh, production. I think in some ways it is, it is better than the follow-up that is called uh, Cracking the Shakespeare Code. And you'll find that on YouTube. Uh, that is three episodes. That is in English. Mm. It's uh, a newer production. So it, it goes a little bit uh, further. And of course, you have uh, the books if you... If you think that this is interesting, you want to delve into it and, and try to uh, really evaluate it uh, critically, then you need the books. But just to get an overview of the theory, then, then just look at the, the videos. I, I think that you will find them uh, interesting. We, we have lots of uh, comments about half of them uh, love mm-hmm. the production. Half of them uh, I think yeah, it's just uh, crazy conspiracy stuff. All right. So we'll show your books here. The first book here, The Seven Steps to Mercy. And how do they uh, purchase these books? Just through Amazon or your webpage or what's that? Yeah, Amazon is, is definitely best. Uh, I recommend that you go for the ebook unless you really want to have something to, to hold in your hand because. In the ebook, you'll get it uh, at a good price and in color because if you print these books in color, they get very expensive and you really need the colors to, to appreciate the, the cipher work because it, it will stand out and yeah, the ebook will let you zoom into mm-hmm. the page and, and look at the, the finer details. All right, let me show the so, other book. Uh, I recommend um, the blue book first, uh, this yeah. one, the Treasure Map uh, Oak Island and the Treasure Map in Shakespeare. It's, um, it's an iambic pentameter. I was very happy with uh, the title uh, Oak Island and the Treasure Map yep. in Shakespeare, because that is uh, the Perfect. way Shakespeare wrote most of his, uh, or at least a lot of his plays. Okay. And uh, this is an overview, and if you really want to have the the details, then there is uh, the Seven Steps to Mercy book, um, which is uh, more information that you would 
ever want to get about this. But uh, some people are great fans of this book. I've talked to yep. people who have read it seven times and they oh still get new information. So, uh... <laughs> yep. Now, uh, my last question, then we'll take some questions from the members or just a few calls and we can end the session, uh, Peter. What is your thoughts now from what you saw from season one to season seven? On, I know part of the show is for TV. They got to have TV stuff for a TV show for the advertisers, obviously. And they have to stretch things out or put things in there. And the editor puts words here and words there. And the famous words they only got to say is that looks like a treasure chest. That looks like a tre-. You know, the minute they put that word treasure in there, everybody's ears like mine. Well, what did he say? <laughs> so I'm thinking show-wise. Compared to us, that we want every fact, every detail, every little plot plotted, every GPS plotted and sent and research and dated. How do you think they're doing as far as the seventh season we, we have in the books right now? Then we'll take some questions from the members. Thank you, Peter. I know that people will disagree here with me. But I am a huge fan of the production because I know what they have to deliver. I know that they have to find a format that works. And when you look at the success rate, how many millions who are watching it, then they are doing something right. Uh, is no question. And I, I'm really full of admiration for, for their work right, because right. they couldn't uh, satisfy people like you and me without boring 99% of, uh, of the audience. And then there wouldn't be any show and we wouldn't get any further because it is the show that pays for the, the excavation. Without any success, there will be no further exploration of the island. So I think that this is just what we have to, uh, to live with. And then we have books like, like the Seven Steps book that really goes into one of these theories in uh, minute detail so you have to find satisfaction there you couldn't find it in this uh, this series it's just impossible to 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 do that and i think it's unfair to to uh, hope that you will find satisfaction right and they had a tease us uh, at the end of last season about marty and rick saying well no more caissons in the money pit right they're going to try to get permits for the big dig and they just let us hang on hmm. just dig a hundred foot wide pit by 250 foot deep. I don't know if they're using the frozen method or the concrete slabs hmm. and that should be it for the money pit. Uh, Smith's Cove seems to be a, a done issue. I mean, they found the cross and the cross made them put the coffer dam in and yet we came up with uh, things that we already knew. Dan Blankenship already recovered. 99% of these things it was just a recovering of what they had to get more dates. So, but it's, it's a circle uh, closing yeah. in 2003. Yeah. The problem was that David Tobias who was the man in charge because he was a partner with Blankenship, but David Tobias had the money, he owned it. Yep. And we had to get his permission, and he was hesitant to give it because he saw this as a digression because what he wanted was to sell stock in the yep. stock exchange to, to finance the big dig which is what season seven ends with right and then we come along and that now they are pursuing both the big dig 
and the swamp. So uh, it's, uh, it's it's getting maybe to uh, the final stretch now, but uh, we have said that before. Right, and even uh, Gretchen said, and I agree with them, that Doug Crowdwell, who's the Oak Island researcher there, Doug Crowdwell, I think he actually found the 90-foot stone that that guy in 1909 found at the book depository because it had the two letters that he said. It had the dimensions. It had the weight. That was the stone that was in the bookstore for them to have investors. That was not the 90-foot stone, and who knows if that's even a thing. But I say, and Gretchen, I agree with her that that's actually the stone that was portrayed to come out of the pit. What do you think of that, Peter? I agree that I think that that was the the stone that was in the bookshop. I I think it's most logical to assume that because a a stone like that is very heavy. And how far would you uh, drag it? It's convenient to just to leave it in the basement. You have to do something with it. Right. So um, a, a stone with the dimensions with letters. I mean, um, and he mentioned the letters. The LV, the guy in 1909, mentioned them both letters, so it was a match. Yeah. Right. So, okay, members. But I, I don't put much faith in the 90-foot stone as it is reported with the 40 feet below. Yeah, I, I, right. we've questioned that too. John and I have talked about that as well. Yeah, I don't think so. <clears throat> I really. Uh, if it was there, I don't know that that's what it said. And and I did a little research looking up at the person who supposedly did the in, uh, translation of that, and that's really sketchy as well. So uh, I'm not so I'm I'm not a hundred percent on that one for sure. All the three of us uh, separately would have solved that cipher in uh, twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. one of the uh one of the uh, guests are our chat here linda and i've forgotten linda i've forgotten your last name i'm sorry uh but linda asked the question that i'd like to uh, present was um about the the actual tree of life symbol mm-hmm. do you think that you know and you've touched on the fact that you think it talks about the mercy point and the mercy point being the um the key uh, is that do you think that's what it's talking about? It's pointing to the uh, where you need to be looking. Is it pointing to something? Is what she asked. Was the is it pointing to what? Do you, what's your thoughts on that? You can elaborate I, a little think, bit more. I think the mercy point is the entrance. If there is an entrance, I think it would be there. Okay. People believe in death, and some people believe in a mirrored view of life, so that the mercy point which i see to be on the um, the southeastern uh, side of, uh, of the cross would be close to northern's cabin at the opposite mm-hmm. side so there are several possibilities here but um, nothing has shaken my belief in mercy mm-hmm. okay yeah, she was talking about the face stone and uh yeah that face stone yeah. you know again that's an interesting thing um it could be a rose as well, uh, because that, that cross is a rosy cross by dimension. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit like the petals. Um, some see a face, I, I could see petals, but it was, um, it was buried, so it was invisible. I don't, I'm not 100% certain that it was uh, having meaning and of right, course this right. is this is an argument that will also strike at myself because the same could be for the kingdom stone that it's just accidental that it was there 
So, at a certain. Uh, Hello? I think we have a caller coming in here. Yeah, Jack, Jack Campbell. Hey, Jack, you got something for Peter here? Take over. I need yeah, to. I got, I got a question when you when you get done talking. Hi. What? Go ahead. Can everybody hear him? Mm -hmm. Okay. When you talk about the mercy point, and in the video when they talked about the swamp, how they emptied it and then dug the tunnels back in and everything, if there, if it was the Templars pulling things in, but there's, there would have to be more than one entrance and more than one tunnel. You would take because they really had just gotten all their tunnels across the seas were all had various entrances, various exits, and everything else. So could there be more than one treasure because of that? Um, I can only uh, say what I believe and the support of this is uh, what I interpret out of Hold on a second there. Jack, uh, it's a delay. Yeah, Jack, Jack, if, Jack, if you can, you need to uh, lower the volume on you. Yeah, Jack, lower your volume, please. Okay. Did you guys hear his question? The question was more than one treasure, okay. was it? Mm -hmm. yep. yeah, yeah, more sure, than yeah. one entrance or exit? Yes, we have the money bits, and its purpose is open for debate. Is it a ruse? Is it an airing shaft? Mm -hmm. What is it? Uh, does it have connection with uh, what could be in the swamp if there be tunnels in the swamp or from the swamp? We don't know. <laughs> so uh, I think that we, we just have to keep uh, looking or I hope that uh, the Lagina brothers keep looking and that they will keep producing new seasons so that we will get the answers. Mm -hmm. uh, and perhaps, uh, and hopefully, not find two um, detrimental treasure objects. Yep, that was uh, Jack Campbell. He's our call-in member. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get sort of uh, shy. I mean, I'm a shy guy too. And uh, we're doing this, and I'm glad that more people are starting to call in. And uh, Jack, you got any more questions? Go ahead, shoot away. Yep. No, I'm good, John. Thank you very much, and thank you for having the guest on. Okay, thank you, Jack. Thank you. Yeah, you know, stepping back just a moment, too, on the uh, the video that uh, Mark had created, which was fantastic, Mark, by the way. Thank you very much for that. Um, that uh, when he was showing the swamp area and then showing a shaft going in either direction, one going toward the money pit, one going toward the possibly the true treasure area which would have gone to the west side of the island what do you think about that if it if that if that were the mercy point were the entrance do you think it would be straight down or do you think it'd be maybe going over to the west side of the island i think uh, to the east side because uh, it's too flat on the other side uh, you need okay. to have more uh, elevation ah, to, to i see produce something meaningful so i think that uh, the the pros of the mercy point going eastward is that it's closer to uh, a steepening hill. Um, so I, I think that that would be the obvious uh, choice. 
but I, I, I can't point to Shakespeare and say that Shakespeare tells us that it's like right, that. Right. It's just my common sense, if you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and that's something very interesting because you've been on the island. Many of us have right. not and want to be there. I want to go on that island so bad I can taste it. Um, but you've actually been there. So to say that that side, the west side, I'm sorry, the east side is actually, you know, more, you know, hillier. There's actually more elevation to it than the west side. That's very interesting. I, I kind of get that from the drone video that we've seen. Um, and also that, you know, the fact that where 10X is, is actually raised up or the money pit area is actually raised up. So that's a very interesting point. I'm glad you brought that up. It does make a lot of sense. Yep, and, uh, Judy. Um, it's, it's not like a, a slalom hill, but it, it's still uh, sloping downwards to the swamp, and then you have the the flat uh, water and Mercy. Um, mm -hmm. So you wouldn't need to go too uh, deep in order to be able to produce a tre treasure chamber uh, that would be dry. But this you, you have to go at least five times as long before you could have enough dirt above your head uh, if you went uh, westward. Mm -hmm. right, this is Linda Simpson, my executive vice president of my group. Executive <laughs> oh, yeah. vice president of operations and productions, uh, Peter. She does it all for me and Jeff. I mean, she's fantastic. Give her a shout out if you could, please. I All you need to do was ask. <laughs> thank you linda yeah she's fantastic she takes care of us all oh uh, and one last thing that i guess no more i calls. really enjoy being here thank you for for having me uh, it's uh, it's fantastic and one more thing uh as you know fred nolan passed away and his son tom nolan has uh been taken over and they did show some kind of digging or something around the uh, headstone which i have no idea what they did when they did it um it was just on a clip of a drilling down but they never let us know did they do did they drill around the face of the rock and um i don't know how much freedom tom nolan is given the show or the producers all access to fred nolan's stuff the stuff he found in the swamp the stuff i guess theory has it he found three oak chests uh, in the swamp um have, did you see any kind of? Uh, no, when you were there, they weren't. Uh, they were still feuding, weren't they, uh, Peter? Uh, I've been there four times, so you're thinking about the last time I was there. Uh, obviously, in 2013. Right. They did not do anything similar to that because they. Uh, I, I think that I helped. Um, to, to create a better connection with um, Mr. Nolan because uh, Dan and Fred were not the best of, of friends. Uh, mm -hmm. Fred mm -hmm. Nolan had to, to use his boat to get to his property. Right. There was this road. And uh, Dan wanted to look at Fred's maps and his, his work. So uh, I had been talking to both of them. And when we were going to the airport... I stopped by Fred's house and uh, suggested to him after having talked to, to Dan that, that they could work out something that, that Fred could use the, the causeway so he could take his car. Yep. And uh, 
in return, then Dan would be able to look at his work. And uh, I, I believe that something happened then. I'm not sure if it was my uh, intervention that really made uh, this step forward, but uh, I know that he was driving later that year. So to maybe something positive started uh, to happen then. But the, the digging on, on Fred's ground was totally out of the question when right. I was uh, there in the beginning. Wow. Yep, and I think everything you tell us, you seem like you were the base of something they would go through later throughout the production in the show. Your suggestions and what you did in the beginning led a foundation, in my opinion, to make us understand what the show was really about. Right. Uh, well, at least we have the archaeologists now and we have the cooperation between the Nolans and uh, the rest of uh, the owners. Um, do you know that I was uh, this close to owning the Mercy Point? How the? No. No, wait a minute, you can't leave now. I was, I was, just, about to, I was just about to put the goodbyes in. Now, you're, now that's it. We're good for another 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, because John's very big on the mercy point. He's been, we've been talking about that quite a bit. Okay. okay, you got to elaborate on this one. Go ahead, yeah. Peter, elaborate. <laughs> it's difficult to, to, to say if it was the, uh, the mercy point or just next to it because the, the line between lot 13 and, thir and 14 is uh, debated and uh, it seems that no one is knows exactly where it goes but but lot 13 and 14 uh, at least no lot 14 was sold to david and christine johnston and uh, the, these are friends of tom nolan okay and um, they had hoped to build something there and use it, but uh, these plans uh, stranded. So I was in, in touch with them and I, I said to, uh, to Mr. Johnson that if you are going to sell, you have to contact me and then we'll see what we can work out. Oh, and my God. Then we didn't hear anything. So I called back and then he said that he had begun negotiations to, to sell his lot to uh, the Cherka Trova, the, the Lagina company. Mm. And uh, I said, you promised to sell to us. <laughs> Why, how could you do this? Right. Uh, oh. We haven't got the payment yet. So the, the, we have not uh, written the contract. So you're, you're still in time to, to uh, bid on this property. Right. But we did. And we got the, the winning bid. And when we were going to sign the contract then, uh, he said that there is a clause in in this deed that Nolan can uh, enter our price and repurchase it. So Mr. Nolan, Fred Nolan, he said that he was going to um, to sell to us, but right. he wanted to discuss with Tom because he was uh, on a golf uh, trip to the United States. Wow. So when Tom returned he talked his father out of selling to us. Oh, my God. The, the Laginas had to pay, I think, $20,000 more for the property than they would have. So this, uh, of course, angered Rick a lot. Um, but I think that uh, the reason why Tom didn't want to sell to us was that um, he, uh, he would have neighbors very close to his 
Kevin that he didn't know. So it was safer for him to, to sell to Rick and to Marty. So your plan was to put a little home on there? This close to, to owning uh, Lot 14. <laughs> oh, man. And if that you did own nice. it, if you did own it, Peter, what were you, what were you about to do on there? Have a little home on there, and uh... Uh, we would explore. That was uh, just explore, to, okay. To explore to, to to find the answers, and uh, if uh, uh, we, we, in a way, we, we felt that um, we had done so much work on the island that uh, we yeah. were. Uh, uh, we were qualified to be owners of at least one lot. And this was of course the perfect lot to own, but uh, well, it, uh, it didn't happen. And perhaps it was a good thing because now the, the series uh, can progress. We have very good connection between Tom Nolan and Rick and Marty, which is good. Maybe right, right. their agreement mm-hmm. that uh, Peter Amundsen is an asshole is uh, is something that unites them. I don't know, but maybe we have been catalysts for uh, good things to happen on the island. Who knows? All right. So, are you in contact with Tom Nolan at all? No. No. Nobody from the Oak Island at all. No, uh, I have been texting a few times with Rick, but. Uh, I wouldn't call it a conversation. He has been talking okay. about some uh, coordinates, which I have happily provided, but uh, I haven't heard anything more. Okay, well, I thank you so much for coming on, Peter. Oh, it's been fantastic, Peter. It's been I, a I'm so glad we get going, and there is so much to. Right now, <laughs> we can go on. And, and uh, <laughs> don't forget, members, he's got those two books. Let me put mm-hmm. them books up again. Hold on, guys. Yep. I'm going to be getting the blue one. I've forgotten it's now the uh, Shakespeare and the uh, Oak Island and the Shakespeare. I've forgotten it now. Oh, I got uh, to I got to write that down when you put it back up. In Shakespeare. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, well, I am going to get that. So much for for taking your time to uh, to talk to me. It's uh, it's been a true pleasure and a privilege. And there's the one there book, it is. Oak Island it's and the Treasure Map. Yep. Members, get on that book. Then we'll get this other book here going on here. Let's see here. Delete this one. Show this one. In the Seven Steps to Mercy. Get on that one. A big detail. That's in detail, right, uh, Peter? That's in detail of that mercy point. A few, uh, few ciphers that I made myself inside. Because mm-hmm. okay. I tell you, one of the things that's fantastic about our group, yes, we'd love for them to find... Uh, some treasure on this island. All of us would. Um, but many, many, many of us, like myself included, and John, I know, and Linda, are so very, very interested in the history of, like Rick says, who, what, why, when, and where. We want to know who was there and what were they doing there. Um, and that history part of it is so fascinating. And to listen to you speak about this stuff um, from your perspective and all the extensive research that you have done is fascinating. And I think that's what we, you know, um, many people I was watching the chat go by and so many people love the fact that there is so much history to be learned here and to be able to talk to you and listen to this stuff is just fantastic and can't thank you enough for coming on. And I guess, you know, we're going to have to, uh, you know, we'd like to have Gretchen come back at some point, like to have you come back at some point so we could sit and just uh, continue on and elaborate some more because like you said, there's so many stories. 
Let's yep, see what and they we learned a lot of new things. Interesting things to discuss. Yep, and I thank mm-hmm. you absolutely, and I thank you so much. I thank you for taking this interview. Uh, we're a very big positive group. We're always positive. We're not negative. Mm-hmm. Anything positive is going forward. We don't take any negativity at all. All theories are welcome. But you enlightened us. You're almost an owner of Oak Island. You enlightened us. The war room was not even on Oak Island. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the little tidbits. I, lo- I love all that backstory tidbits, Peter. I just oh, love yeah. that stuff to death because nobody else knows. And when you're talking to, like, Jack that calls in, I says, instead of putting a question in the chat box, why don't you call in and ask him yourself? What, what platform are you going to get that you can actually intertwine with somebody from the show, with your knowledge, even, you know, with you and Gretchen and Jeff Irving, that you can get it right from the source. I just love this platform. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Okay. Well, I hope you come back and we'll discuss more things going on. Once these and eight starts going, it starts getting crazy in here. Oh, yeah. But I, I thank you. My 65 or 60, I don't know, 65,000 members. Thank you. And I thank you so much, Peter. Yep. Thanks. Good night. You. Have a, have a good night. Thank you, you too. Okay, members. That's about it from me and Jeff. That was thank fantastic. you for coming in. Yep. Yeah. I'll talk that was to you, fantastic. Jeff. Uh, that was great for him to come on. We're still online here. And um, mm-hmm. that's yep. it for us. See you later, members. I don't know. Are we going to have a show Wednesday night or discuss oh, what we, we might heard as today? Well. Oh, yeah, I, we have to. I mean, when he said he almost owned oh, part of Oak Island and stuff, <laughs> where are you going to get that information? <laughs> Jeff, Linda, where are you going to get that information? Only on Quest That's Live. That's right. On Quest Live. That's fantastic. <laughs> I uh, never know what's going to happen, Jeffrey. I just never know, know what's going to happen. I, I am with you 100%. That was fantastic. It was so good of him to come on. And I know that it was getting yep. late for him, and he was going to be going to bed in 45 right. minutes or whatever. And uh, that was so good. And, right. and you know what? Hey, sometimes, you know, members out there, we have to do this where, you know, I have to rush home from work, you know, or whatever, or, or get off a little <laughs> bit early so I could come in and be on the show here right. to be part of this because I had to be part of this today. Um, so we could, uh, yep. you know, listen to what uh, – uh, Peter had to say fantastic for him to come on. That was really good. And uh, we're going to keep trying to get some more members as we go along. So, but John does a great job lining these people up and talking to folks and he's working on more. So that's a great thing. And we'll, we'll try to do our best, but we yeah. just don't know when it's going to be. It might be on a Saturday nope. morning at, well, I won't say 8 a.m. because John- <laughs> 8 a.m. You'll be here by yourself. I'll get Linda. We'll come. <laughs> no, we can't do yeah, Get Linda in the we square. We can't do this without you. I'll just turn it. I'll turn it. I'll turn it on, and I go back to yep. bed. I'll put you in the square. I'll put Linda in the square. I'll take me myself out of the square yeah, and just go, go to bed. Whenever it's over, it's over. <laughs> but it's fantastic, and we know you're working on more. We can't wait. But like you said, members, it could be any time that uh, no. we we lock Who somebody knows? in that's over in Norway, or, or you know like that That's it, where he is, yeah. we got to go with what they've got for time but it was fantastic of him to come on and do this we can't thank him enough so um yeah. okay everybody thank you for being here and have, uh, have hope you all enjoyed the interview bye-bye <laughs>